following podcast may contain horse language. <laughs> Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Flick Smacks, and I am one of your hosts, Scott. Oh, hello, and I am the other host of this fine programming, Terry. Mmm. How are you, Scott? I am fantastic. Yes, this would be episode 14 of episode or of season two. And few doubted we would make it this far. Who doubted? I don't know. Few people. Did you Those make who, that up? Probably. I don't know. It's probably very few because few people even know we're doing this. So that is even a smaller amount of people who would actually think we would succeed or not. To hell with them. We're going to do it our way. Yes. And before we get into the main feature... We are going to do something special for you, which we announced last podcast, but we didn't get to do it. But we are doing something special for this podcast. Oh, and what is that? We are going to be reviewing two things. We will be doing a feature film, but we will be starting with reviewing a short that is currently available on Netflix. Oh, and what is that short called? It is called... What Did Jack Do? It is a 17-minute long feature, written, directed, and starring David Lynch. Oh, boy. Yes. So, maybe I'll just read a brief synopsis. Okay. In a lockdown train station, a homicide detective conducts an interview with a tormented monkey. <laughs> that sounds it. Yes. So this thing is basically uh David Lynch interviewing a monkey whose mouth has been animated with a a person's mouth and he's speaking human dialogue. Mhm. And uh this is definitely David Lynch movie because it really yes. doesn't make any sense at all. No. No it doesn't. But it, so. it 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 proposes that it exists in the world. I mean, yes, we have humans and animals interact in this world, but it sounds like they interact more in a social way and like an everyday type environment. Yes. Where, where, the, where the animals are personified and are just like another type of being on the planet. Yes. Yes. So yeah, he, they, they meet in a train station and he starts interrogating the monkey. And for one of the first things he does is he asks him if he likes birds. <laughs> well, because his, cause the monkey's girlfriend is a chicken. Yes, called uh, Tutovan. Or tu, uh, yeah, Tutobabon or Babon or something like that. I don't know. Tutu Taban. Tutu Taban, which I looked up 
in kind of broken, truncated Brazilian Portuguese, it means everything is fine. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, David Lynch is insinuating that, you know, that Jack, the monkey, which is a Capuchin monkey, um, has been seen with birds, farm birds. So, uh, yeah. So basically the whole gist of what I got is that Jack Cruz, this little monkey, shot um, another human. A janitor of some kind? Yeah, shot a janitor because he saw the janitor leaving his girlfriend who's a chicken's house yes he he assumed his chicken girlfriend was having an affair yeah yeah so in typical lynch fashion it's uh there's a lot of disconnected sentences that don't really have anything to do with the interrogation like one of the lines is are you now or have you ever been a card-carrying member of the communist communist party yeah and then the monkey goes on about something about how his father was uh worked for the something family as a pipe fitter or some shit something, I don't something know. like that and he tells and he tells david lynch to go burn in hell and and they're like you found fat he's like we found feathers and he's like bullshit and then who, what's and then there's like sally is the witness uh I guess it's a witness that says that she saw Jack, Jack go to this janitor's house. Yeah. And, and Jack's like, you going to believe in an orangutan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's obviously Lynch doing the voice of the monkey too, I think. I'm not sure if it is or not, but yeah, it's, it's, they've never actually revealed who the, yeah, the voice is. It's not credited on IMDb at all. Like it could have been one of any, david lynch characters yes because there's always some slow speaking kind of almost like slow adult type character in all of his movies so yeah and And this this was jack cruz the monkey yeah then there's another line that goes uh there's an elephant in the room and i want you to start talking turkey it's uh, another line of dialogue that's in there and they're talking about that he he doesn't care he has a doesn't have a gun, but he has a knife because he had to once slash a gator who was going after a rabbit friend of his. Yeah, yeah, a, a red hare or yeah, a, yeah, got a red rabbit or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so and then uh, then there's a musical number which is about thirty seconds long of yeah jack the monkey singing about uh love love's love. true love's true flame or something love's like that. true yeah love's true flame or yeah and then uh the chicken oh, appears yeah. tutoro or whatever yeah tutorabon and but before that he talks about like how much he had never been with a monkey before or been with a chicken before but once you get your hands up under those feathers and succulent get, breasts yeah feel your hands on those full breasts yeah and yeah, so then they're going back and forth, and then all of a sudden Tutaban shows up, and Jack goes crazy and starts running after the chicken. And then he gets arrested, but it's basically only through like background dialogue that you realize this. Yeah, well, you hear you hear like a gunshot, I think, and then it, and then the the movie ends. Yeah. So, yeah, this is typical David Lynch. <laughs> 
yeah it's 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 no eraser head for weirdness but it's 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 out there no there's nothing really weird about it except the dialogue yeah and the fact that he's talking to a monkey eh, who hasn't talked to a monkey i i haven't have you spoken to a monkey who's lots. monkey lots of monkeys you hang out with monkeys haven't you ever seen sprockets it's well, I just, I, all I know is it's the time that we dance. Love him. Touch him. Yes. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that was just, we just thought, you know, we saw that movie on Netflix and we thought that we should watch it. And so we thought we'd share it with you. And now we have. Yeah. So that, I, was that's, a, I was expecting more. Yeah. I mean, it was just silly, but. I, I watched it twice because, you know, I had to catch the essence of, of the short. Of course you did. Yeah. Of course you had to. You love the essence of things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which now brings us to our main feature. Yes. Which, which was? Uh, what year was that thing made? Uh, 15, I think. Yeah, the 2015 horror comedy blood sucking what is it blood sucking freaks no. blood sucking bastards yeah blood sucking bastards however it is also goes under the name blood sucking bosses depending on where you've seen it because i actually own a copy and i bought it from walmart so they probably wanted didn't want the cover art to say bastards on it so it got changed to uh, blood sucking bosses but i think even in the it's just on the cover art, but when you watch the movie, it actually says bastards in the in the title credit. Yes, it does. So this was well actually, why don't you give a quick synopsis and then I'll go over the, the credits. The quick synopsis is a down on his luck cubicle worker and his slacker best friend discover their new boss is a vampire who is turning their coworkers into the undead. Which is actually inaccurate. Because he's not a cubicle worker at the time. He has no, his own a, office. He's an acting manager. sales he's manager. Sales manager, yeah. And he gets a cubicle later, but he has his own office. But that's just nitpicking. Um, so this is from a guy named Brian James O'Connell. He really hasn't done anything else of significance. Um, the stars a guy named Fran Kranz who's been in quite a few things, most notably played the stoner in Cabin in the Woods, um, which obviously is a great horror comedy as well. Uh, Pedro Pascal, who's a, the man. A nobody. Yes. A nobody. Um, the Mandalorian himself. And also. And the Viper. Yes. Um, I can't remember his name on. Um, Oh, on Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, one of the best characters, Oberon. Oberon. Yeah, Oberon. He's the yeah. Viper. Yeah, and uh, he's in Narcos as well. Yep. Um, Joey Kern, who's from Cabin Fever and Super Troopers. Yeah, he's the kid in the car at the beginning, isn't he? Uh, he's So well, he's Tim. He's got the mustache. He's the other side. No, no, one. but in Super Troopers, he's... Yes, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the kids, stoners in the car. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I recognize him from. Yeah, and then he's just one. Of, yeah, he's just one of the guys in Cabin Fever that gets infected. And then uh, Joel Murray, who is Bill Murray's brother, and of course he's 
He's probably best known from Dharma and Greg. And he had a reoccurring role on Mad Men. And he was in the dark comedy that came out a couple years ago. That's very good called God Bless America. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, so that is the credits. All right. So I guess it basically started there. I guess they're a telemarketing company. They, yeah, they, they, they sell like medication and exercise stuff and yeah. body related things. Mm-hmm. And they're, and Evan, who's the acting sales manager, is trying to get his employees, his salesmen, you know, revved up to get a presentation ready for this uh, company that's supposed to be coming in called Value Sight, which is for a owners. Drug. Yes, <laughs> yes, enhancement drugs. Which um, then there's a exchange between the salespeople saying that it works. And the one guy says, I heard it turns your junk green. The other guy says, still works though. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the office, this is basically like office space, space With meets, meets uh, um, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Workaholics meets Blade. Yeah. yeah. Like... It's basically an office comedy that just uses vampires for, yeah. you know. I didn't find that there was anything really horrific about this movie. No. No, so. it's 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 just it's a straight comedy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. It's just it's just just happens to have vampires and uh, ample amount of gore. But it's like not even really. It's just like exploding vampire gore. Yeah. Like, there's no real, I don't know, you know, like. Yeah, a lot of the killings are off screen, especially when the people are being turned yeah. into vampires. So, yeah, so they're, they're basically just sitting around instead of working. Um, they're <clears throat> having little crumpled up pieces of paper and trying to shoot it into one of their employees' hair. Or they're playing video games. Or, or they're playing video games or whatever, yeah. They're just dicking around on the job. Pretty much. Because they don't really take their interim boss too seriously. No, because he's they see him as a friend and not a boss, and he doesn't really have much of a backbone. And, like, the, the main boss is kind of like, uh, nobody really takes him seriously any either. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Then we find out that the main character, uh, what's his name? Evan. Evan. Um, is in a relationship or is in the beginning of the end of a relationship with the head of HR head of HR um, and her name is Amanda and she's like she's pretty much like the coolest person in the office I guess well they like, said yeah like all the guys respect her because she's like you know yeah just a cool chick she's you know, funny fun. she loves sports and and one guy says that uh it's like dating your dating like a guy or every best friend or a guy except you know she has a penis and you're yeah. like so you're saying you're dating a guy he's like no no but she's a female but she has a penis it's a beautiful penis a yeah. feminine penis <laughs> so yeah. uh yeah we then there's like there's the cast of characters like yeah. 
Well, there's the office pool guy. Yeah, the annoying office pool guy who's, you know... Trying to collect money. He's a nerd and, like, nobody really respects him or takes him seriously. One one funny line I like is when he just is kind of an offline throwaway line when he's talking about when he's still trying to collect money for his NCAA pool is saying that his cat has a cleft palate <laughs> yeah. and and is allergic to some kinds of air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so and then that leads also leads to the flashback of why uh, Amanda or Mandy broke up with Evan because um, she says I love you and he just responds with no. No. <laughs> <laughs> so then we find out there's, uh, you know, just a cast of characters. There's like a security guard who drinks too much Red Bull. And thinks he's in the military. Yeah, calls, but he's, calls, he's, a, he's a cool character, though. Yeah, and he thinks, uh, he calls Evan Colonel Sanders. Cause yeah. Sanders. <laughs> yep. and then there's like a janitor who's kind of a creep. Yeah. And then, yeah, just a bunch of lackeys for workers. Just Yeah, and then there's, like, the one... There's another female character who's kind of, like... She's got a crush on Evan, yeah. She has a crush on Evan, or does she have a crush on Amanda, or... Yeah. You know, she's kind of, like, a real go-getter, and she just wants to please everybody, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then around that time, we're introduced to uh, the catchphrase that Tim is trying to start up his boom snap yeah trying to get snap (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like an ongoing joke throughout the movie yeah which does Um, catch on to some of the other characters yeah so um so the main boss ted is going to have wants a meeting to have a big announcement yeah and everybody think or evan thinks that oh i'm finally going to get made the permanent sales manager or whatever yeah, um, but it turns out that um, the head he's, boss actually hires like Evan's rival from college. Yeah, he's been usurped into the business. This guy named Max, who's played by Pedro Pascal. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember what he did. He like slept he's, with one of his girlfriends with, in college, or well, he slept with he slept with Evan's girlfriend, and then he did he punch evan or did evan punch him but either way evan ratted him out to the college and then he got expelled yeah and then and then yeah and then we find out what happened after that so so max you can does, tell max is greasy from the start yeah and he gives like a big rousing speech that has a lot of double meaning about you know you gotta go in for the kill and you gotta take yeah. blood and all that <laughs> that obviously it's you know referencing him being like a vampire and says if you we if you don't hit your sales target we're going to be forced to kill you all and all that kind of stuff so yeah and so of course now evan's all pissed off because you know it's not only was he <clears throat> looked over but he was look he's been looked over by this guy who's like his yeah nemesis yeah and and everyone seems to be they feel bad for him but they they don't really care really no no, because they don't care about their job. They suck no. at it. Yeah. And so I guess the end of day happens, and the one character, Mike, who's the one who's making the comment about, you know, the feminine penis, um, he stays late because there's free Wi-Fi, and he's just staying there to play games overnight. And he's... And, what does he say? He's going to... 
He's going to make some knuckle children. Blast some jizz and make some knuckle children pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, so the, so the janitor better you know, go clean elsewhere. And so Key goes to take a dump. Power goes off. Key gets attacked, but you don't really see the attack, and that's the end of scene. Yeah, so my question is, why did he, whoever attacked him just kill him and not turn him? I don't know. Maybe because... Um, to, to make Evan look like a crazy person? Either that, or they weren't going to keep him anyways. Oh, like I they, think they mentioned that, actually. Yeah, yeah, they weren't going to keep him anyway, so they might as well kill him. So they, they figured even if they turned him, he wasn't going to be, like, an adequate employee. Yeah. So anyways, Evan finds his body in the washroom in the morning. Well, he, he, arrived, he arrives at work and sees that Mike's car is still there, and that's this, where we you know meet frank again um the security guard (laughs) and he's saying that nobody's entered no the premises nobody's penetrated the perimeter i've got i've got the full attention and then you see evan look at the at frank's computer screen and he's watching funny cat videos and he's like oh full he's like full attention he's like i believe i know this cat sir um (laughs) yeah yeah and so then yeah so then evan goes upstairs and goes into the bathroom stall and uh, sees mike's mutilated body in there so then he runs into the boss's office where max and the big boss are yeah, having Ted. a meeting mm-hmm. and he's um he's raving about how mike's dead in the washroom and and you know come quick so they go check it out and of course the body's gone yeah and everything's totally clean except yeah. for later when frank finds like a little bit of leftover blood yeah. So now everybody thinks Evans whacked out because he's going on about vampires and mm-hmm. or dead bodies and dead mm-hmm. friends and Yeah, they think he's just gone, you know, because he's been passed over that he's, you know, gone a little crazy or he's just trying to sabotage Max or whatever. So yeah, so then uh his buddy Tim mm-hmm is there already yeah because he's got called in early yeah um and he said yeah he said hasn't been gotten up that early since he went to straight camp or something like that he's like no he's like i'm not gay they just had a great archery yeah great archery program (laughs) was it like gay away camp or something something like that yeah (laughs) so stupid um so yeah then he then Evan tries to convince Tim. Yeah. Well, that um, that thing that happens much later on or whatever. Because yeah, that's first Tim. Tim's just oblivious, and him and that other guy, a- Andrew, are just juggling and throwing things back and forth, going the hup 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 as they're juggling. Yeah. And then Dave, the office pool guy, tries to come collect money again, and he gets called into max's office and then when he comes out he has a lot more confidence and he's like threatening the guys to go get get your uh can we back up for a sec yep that what the one scene where um after evan finds the body in the washroom and goes into the goes into the office and then so um they call security security frank comes in and then they 
they leave the office to go to the washroom and yeah. and when they leave the washroom um what's his name asks for the twenty dollars for the yeah. and like he basically like just shoves an armful of paper into his face yeah and like it's just funny like the timing yeah and the guy says oh don't worry i i'm sure it's great whatever you're seeing but i got these papers to deal with or something yeah. like that yeah like, <laughs> yeah yeah so now he's everyone's afraid of dave now but he you obviously he comes out of the office you can see he's a little pale but he's much put together better put together and he has a lot more confidence and he's going around making uh, sure people remember to pay him by five well he's a goddamn vampire now yes and so then we have, um, because Mike hasn't shown up and they have to get the presentation, they can't get to his computer. So Evan goes to the receptionist, uh, Zabeth, and asks her for help. And so she goes to the basement to find files. And, and course, she gets turned into a vampire. She gets attacked. And uh, so then Evan sends um, Andrew uh, the basement. Andrew to the basement. Yeah, but before yeah. that, actually, they're in. Oh, I think they're in one, an office where the meeting, and Tim's standing there, and then a letter opener just comes flying by his face, and sticks into the bulletin board, and it's Dave just stands there going TikTok motherfucker. Yeah, he's, he's waiting for his money. <laughs> and so yeah, so now yeah, so Dave just keeps kind of showing up asking for money throughout the whole movie. Like that's his whole po plot point. Yeah, and then yeah, so then quickly Evan you know, it's going to loan Tim the money because now they're scared shitless of Dave. Yeah. So, yeah, Andrew goes to the basement and Zabeth is still there. And uh, she tries to bang him. Yeah, she seduces him and he's all confused because he's like... Didn't like, you tell you, me you wanted me to die? <laughs> you wanted me to die in a car fire? It's like, you, you even were, told me the make and the model of the car. Yeah, make, <laughs> make model, and mileage. <laughs> And that's pretty much the first confirmation that that's that there's vampires because you see her, you know, get the fangs and all and become more undead like, and then she she bites him. Yeah. And so at this time, when Andrew's downstairs, uh, Evan sneaks into Max's office to try to see what what's going on, and he tries yeah. tries a couple different passwords. And he thinks that Max's passwords are like ass hat, douche, not douche do, nozzle, douche nozzle, and he's like, okay, I gotta stop doing this. Yeah. So and then he finds a bunch of files with like circles his and check marks and, and current yeah. employees like axed or like, oh, we'll hang on to this one or yeah. fire that one. And then so when he comes out, Andrew's coming out of the elevator with bite marks on his neck, and he's telling Evan to run. And then you hear footsteps, so Evan starts crawling throughout the office, trying to get away from wherever the footsteps are. And I think he guess he's grabbing for a weapon and finds his coffee mug on top of this cubicle, and it's like a Harvard mug. I went to Harvard or whatever, and he's yeah. like, "Somebody here went to Harvard," <laughs> and and so yeah, so then he calls uh, Mandy, but Max is at Mandy's house, and he takes her. He takes the phone call, and it's like so he's. He's there. And yeah, he's just trying to make her make Evan jealous by pretending yeah. that Amanda's going to bang him. Yeah. And so, like, Evan has spouted all this stuff out. And then you find out that it's actually Max listening on the phone. He's like, Oh, I've just devoured Mandy's awesome Osabuco or whatever. Right? And 
and like totally doing double like innuendo and stuff for you know sex and vampirism and stuff like that isn't this like in the middle of the morning i don't know i think it's towards the end of the day now i guess i I don't know because no one else seems to be in the office like when he's like scooching around the all the cubicles trying to so get how away. many days does this take place over because that's where i got it, a little confused it's over two days because that the very first thing in the movie is is tim's character saying this is the grossest thing i've ever seen and yeah. then it goes then it goes back two days later it says okay yeah so when does the kelly clarkson concert take place then i think that night <laughs> okay yeah. okay yeah, that's why, because Tim has to leave. Because he's asked Andrew to stay late. Like, he, he bribes him with all the value side or whatever value site he can have if he helps and stays with the presentation. But Tim has got a hard out because he's got to go to the Kelly Clarkson concert. And they're like, yeah, he's been talking about it for a while. Yeah. 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 Um. So yeah, where were we? I don't even know. So yeah, this is um we it could be coming the next day and Tim's on the phone casually trying to sell something and we find out that he's trying to sell his mom product. And and then he actually just matter of factly just mentions to Evans like he's like, Oh yeah, everybody's a vampire. Yeah. Which then which then he goes into having recaps of how all the evidence of how he knows there's vampires. Yeah. Right. How he, he sees, because there's an intern who died earlier in the movie. He was like the first death. And he says he saw the intern's bloody shoe. And then he saw Dave and uh, Zabeth making out. And then he saw Max hitting on the other employee, Elaine, and then actually bite her. Yeah. So he's, so he's, and every time he's seeing her, he's seeing all these things, he's eating a sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then we find out they're having this exchange in front of Amanda. So now she's filled on an, on everything that's happened. And they go out into the office and like everybody's been turned now and they're all basically just worker drones yeah. doing their job. So then they get they freaked out Frank. and they go out and recruit Frank and then this is where it's revealed that Everything that Tim witnessed, Frank was actually there with him. Yeah, the, <laughs> so the Frank's pans. known all along that, and Frank also went to the Kelly Clarkson concert. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, when they first go down to see Frank, he's sitting there at his desk sniffing a black marker. Yeah, and <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, and so yeah, they, so you Who see hasn't all they done that. Yeah, and so yeah, you see all these recaps, and it's just they're just showing you everything. Yeah, exactly same as before, except it just extends a little bit further as the camera. And Frank pans. is sitting there, <laughs> and every time he's drinking a Red Bull, like, he's like, "Oh yeah, me and Frank actually hang out a lot." Yeah, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson song was great when she came out for that second encore. It's like her singing is singing. <laughs> so yeah. now they've all banded together to yeah. fight fight the um, the vampires. Yeah, so they. So Frank says he has some sort of weapon. So they go with Frank and he's going to, you know, give them their arsenal, but he's, he's discussing. (laughs) Yeah. But he's discussing his knowledge of vampires. And he's like, what do you think? This is my first vamp hunt. I'm a licensed, I'm a licensed security guard. They don't give this patch without, 
without you dusting a few puncture monkeys. Yeah. And, and then like, and then it's revealed that it he basically just read Wikipedia. He just Wikipedia. <laughs> he just Wikipedia everything. And yeah, they get to his car and it's been broken into. So and you find yeah, out, they've stolen the weapons and his stereo. <laughs> stereo. And you find out it's the janitor. Like he comes in and they're like, he's like, I'm a I've been a vampire this whole long this whole time. Have you guys not noticed? He's like, he's yeah, he like, got oh. he got bit right away, didn't yeah, he? Like right at the so. beginning. Yeah, and they're like. He's like, they're like, oh, it totally makes sense. There's so many bodies that need to be cleaned up. He's like, yeah, blood needs to be cleaned up. And, you know, things are getting broken. Vans are coming in full of weapons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like, he, they're like, they can, he, they're not scared of him at all. And so he starts doing a big snarl, vampire snarl. And they're like, yeah, okay. That's a, that's okay. Yeah. That's and a then exchange. Yeah. And then, but. They've, he's thrown Frank at this point, but then Frank comes back and then stabs him from behind. And he's and he's like, it's always good to keep a provisional weapon on your person. And he basically admits that he's had this thing stashed up his ass. Yeah. The stake, yeah. So this is also where we realize just how much blood explodes out of a dead vampire. Yeah, like it's, it's not that they just die, they explode after they die as well. Yeah, most movies it's like they turn to dust. Yeah, and they only explode like with with sunlight or something. Yeah, the only thing that makes them kind of explode. Not, not this one. No, they they full on blow up. Yeah, and then so then they go upstairs to the office, and the people from uh, Value Site is there, and <sighs> surprise cameo. Yeah, this is where we realize where all the budget went to. Yes, Matthew Lillard shows up. And yeah, I'm sure that name will mean nothing to him. He literally has 10 seconds of screen time. Yeah. And then that's when Boom Snap returns. You know, that's yeah. they come. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah value site or value safe or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um are there to do the meeting yeah. for the big proposal. And so um who was it? Evan says, oh, "Sorry, meeting's been canceled." Yeah. As they walk in, covered in blood and totally soaked gore. In blood, yeah. yeah. So then they go back upstairs and they go into um, the the boardroom, I guess. Yeah, where uh, Max, Amanda, and um, Ted, Ted, yeah, are all kind of having a meeting, and so they're going on about, "Oh, everybody's a vampire, and this and that, and." Yeah. And they're, everybody's like, except Amanda, are all like, oh, yeah, we know. We know yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, Ted, it's a plan. It's a plan we've been doing. <laughs> yeah, Ted isn't hasn't turned, but he's well aware of what's going on to make, you know, everything more efficient. They, they knew the branch was going to be shut down if they didn't improve sales. And so Max gave him this plan and said, you know, this will work. And but what Ted didn't know is that they were actually going to, he was expendable and they were going to off him. Ted was under the impression that they were going to turn him last and make it special with candles. <laughs> <The> candles. <laughs> yes. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think I'd buy boner medicine from a vampire. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, if you don't know it's a vampire. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And so anyway, yeah. Melee okay. ensues. Yeah, so a big, big fight comes on and so... Uh, yeah, Max snaps Ted's neck. Yeah. So Ted's dead now. Um, Amanda's still kind of like, what is going on here? Like, is this yeah. real? 
So then they start brawling with vampires out in the, the sales floor. Yeah. And um, Max and uh, what's the other vampire's name? Andrew? Andrew are just watching. Yeah, they're just kind of like like discussing how proficient things are yeah. going and this yeah, and, and that and like having a should, business discussion. Yeah, whether they sh- he should intervene and like, no, no, you got to learn to delegate. and all yeah. That. yeah, yeah. So it's basically a lot of like, you know, business related term jokes and stuff and um so i guess frank sacrifices himself but that's after the oh yeah the lawyer vampires yes the second wave has come yeah yeah the legal team yeah and and then like andrew no actually before that andrew kills dave by throwing like a vending machine against him yeah and and Tim's like, I knew you were a good vampire. He's like, I'm not a good vampire. I just never liked Dave. Yeah. <laughs> so they they start to have a debate on whether what each of them should do to each other. It's like, well, I should eat you. He's like, no, you could just let me go or whatever. And that kind well, of stuff. Oh, they're they're good buddies, right? Yeah. Like they're not they're so not I, enemies or anything. Yeah. So in between, while they're trying to figure out, they're they're still juggling, going back and forth to each other. Yeah. Yeah. He's like Rochambeau you for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so yeah, so after. So yeah, then Frank so, sacrifices himself. Yeah, Frank sacrifices himself, which leads to Evan and Amanda versus Max in mm-hmm. in the boardroom or whatever. Yes, and it's kind of like an anticlimactic battle. Yeah, it just it ends. I kill him. Yeah, they just it. kill him, and yeah, and uh, and then that's when we get caught up to the beginning where. Tim sees all the blood on the windows of the boardroom says that's the grossest thing I've ever seen. And then he opens the door and sees Evan and Amanda making out. I stand corrected. He stand corrected because they're all covered in blood and making out. Why is it that it's not even just this movie? In movies when there's huge blood explosion, people's eyes are always clean. That was something I had written down. Yeah, it's like they were wearing wearing goggles. Is it because, like, when the explosion happened, they kind of closed their eyes? Yeah, but even the eye sockets, just the, you know, the indentation of where your eyes are, that's that's all clean, too. So it's like, okay, you're going to be here for the explosion while we're blood, so we can cover you with blood realistically. But here are goggles that you're going to wear, and then you're going to remove them after the explosion. It yeah, just it was like, like they were, yeah, they were definitely wearing goggles when the makeup yeah. department sprayed them with blood. Yeah, and it's like that in so many movies when there's, like, blood explosions that you know people's eyes are perfectly clear yeah yeah so Um, basically they kill off max yeah and then they go all the vampires are dead you think you think and so they go off to go have breakfast and they're like oh there's a funny moment where they go downstairs and the 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 cleaning lady yeah is getting her stuff all ready to go clean the offices upstairs Mm -hmm. and so like she gets up there and like she sees this mess and stuff. <laughs> She's like bastardos. Yeah, <laughs> bastardos. And uh, Andrew so, comes up. Then yeah. Andrew pops out and says, "Welcome to the team," and bites her. Yeah. But before that, they're walking, trying to figure out where they're like going to go somewhere for breakfast. Oh, I feel like, like pizza. Oh, they're like, let's go somewhere without blood on it, and they're like, oh, that rules out Denny's. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So then it ends. Yeah, with with Andrew 
killing the killing the cleaning lady and or turning to, turning the cleaning turning lady. the cleaning lady and I guess Charlie starting to rebuild his team. So yeah, this then, is a. I know you've been trying to get me to watch this for a few years now. Yeah, but uh, it was all right. Yeah, I thought it was entertaining. Like yeah. uh, it was definitely low budget. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I found where they kind of fell short on the effects and the makeup and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like there was some clever, there was some clever back and forth. Yeah, it's, I mean it's good. It's not a lot of situational comedy. It's just funny dialogue. Yeah. yeah, like when you get a bunch of 30, 35 year old guys in an office that have no respect for anybody, like Yeah. They're gonna but, they're gonna goof off, right? Yeah. But yeah, no, because if anybody remembers from our podcast back in October when we're when we're trying to do our 31 nights of horror, one of the categories was recommendations, and this is the one that I had recommended Terry to watch for that particular category. I, yeah, I mean, I enjoy the movie. I think it's quite funny. And certainly for me, it's one of the better comedy horrors. I don't think it deserves a 5.7 rating on IMDb. I think it should be higher than that. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good solid six and a half or seven. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you compare it, like, obviously the movie I'm comparing it to is way better. But, I mean, Tucker and Dale versus Evil has like a seven and a half. And so, I mean, this at least he deserves to be in the sixes for sure. Yeah. yeah, Tucker and Dale is more large scale. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's more that that one's more slapstick situational comedy than dialogue. Yeah, but that, yeah. But like, who can't relate to like an office like this? Like, yeah, you know, this is definitely inspired by Office Space. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of like o- Max homage to Office Space. Like while Max is hired on his actual staff, he's like the efficiency experts coming in. That's going to be figuring out who's staying, who's going, that kind of thing. Yeah, and um, uh, the guy asking for the money there is it Andrew? No, um, Dave. Dave, he's kind of like. Uh, but Milton. Yeah, Milton, kind of like yeah. the office idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just kind of yeah. gets the office know, peon. Yeah, the moron. Um, and like, I guess, uh, Evan and Tim and, you know, whoever. And and, and Andrew are like Peter, Michael Bolton. Yeah. uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, definitely somebody said, oh, let's, let's remake Office Space, but, you know, with vampires. I'm sure that was the pitch meeting. You know. (laughs) Like, sit down, what's your movie? Matt, okay, Office Space with vampires are like go greenlit yeah it kind of reminds me of um workaholics too Mm. um which is probably one of my top five favorite sitcoms of all time right i think i've only seen a couple episodes but the ones i've saw i enjoyed it's ridiculous Mm. um so yeah i don't know it was good yeah um i wouldn't really consider it a vampire movie it, like, it is a vampire movie, but I consider it more of a comedy, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there's not really anything talking about vampire lore or anything like that. Like, it's just some characters happen to be vampires. <laughs> it's just like, oh, vampires will make this branch more efficient. Let's turn yes. everybody into vampires. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah. So yeah, I uh, I enjoyed it. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think if anybody who is a regular listener to our podcast can probably figure out what our top five is going to be. Mm-hmm. Top five office movies. No. <laughs> no. I don't think we'd even come up with five, would we? Maybe. Office space. Yeah, I guess office space. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm sure there's more if we actually thought about it. But or yeah. I guess we could have done like workplace comedies. Yeah, I guess. But, but no, we... we did top five vampire movies. Yes. Which is a a very broad, yeah, you know, spectrum of things you could put in there. But yeah, I mean, some of the earliest movies ever made are like vampire movies. It goes back back to Nosferatu, and what was that twenty yeah. one or something like that? And vampire Dracula. vampires scared the shit out of people in the olden days. Yes, and the nineteen thirty one was the first Dracula. Um, but yeah, my mine are more contemporary picks. I don't really go back far. I don't that, have any I don't have any hammer vampires in mine. I think I go back as far as nineteen seventy nine. Okay, that's further than me. I think I went to eighty eighty seven was as far as I go. No, eighty five. Um, I've never I've never been a huge fan of the vampire genre. Like to me I don't know. It's it's overplayed. Yeah. But there's some good there's some good vampire movies though. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah, top five vampire movies. Um, do you want me to start? Or why not? Why don't so, you start? My number five is the aforementioned nineteen seventy nine movie Salem's Lot. Okay. That was, I think that was a TV miniseries yeah. or whatever yeah yeah uh it's like a three hour it's like uh two 90 minute episodes or whatever yeah uh steven it's probably one of the best stephen king adaptations um it's it's a really good movie it's you know it's good for it's it's time yeah. um, i've only seen it once probably within the last three years was the first time i watched it there's a lot of creepy shit going on in that movie like with the kid floating out of the window. That's probably, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So basically, it's a uh, a guy returns home to write a book, and you know, strange things start to happen. He starts to suspect a vampire is behind it. Yeah. Um, like I'm not a big Stephen King movie fan, but Salem's Lot is a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I. I kind of cheated a little bit. I went for a dual top five, uh, number five, and I went with Fright Night, the original and the remake. What? I enjoy both of them equally. Yeah. Um, like the the first one, obviously, is a classic, but I just watched the sequel again, and you know, Colin Farrell is so good as a vampire. Oh, the and, remake. Yeah. And the other remake, and then David Tennant as the Chris Angel type occult. Yeah, that's good. Guy. Like, yeah, that was that was pretty good. Um, and Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin, the late great 
Anton Yelchin. Um, well, Fright, again, Fright Night is basically Rear Window remade with a vampire. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, and that's what the first one is. You know, it's the basically the difference is between the two is in the in the first one it's Roddy McDowell, and he's like a Elvira type late night TV host, yeah. but he doesn't have breasts. He doesn't show a lot of cleavage on TV. Oh. Yeah. And then, then of course, yeah, then David Chris, Tennant is. Chris Sarandon's in the first one, I think. Yeah, original. and then, yeah, he's the neighbor, Jerry. Jerry the vampire. Yeah. And and, and then, he appear, then he appears in the sequel as well yeah. as, as a guy who is just a regular passerby on the street um, then then gets eaten by Colin Farrell. But, yeah, so I did a dual pick there just because I couldn't choose between both of them because they're both equally good. So... Even though that's even though that's going to be sacrilege, because there's some people that are like so fervent fans of the first one that they're like, "How dare you put a, the sequel with this one?" But I enjoyed it. So. Yeah. So my number four, I had a hard time determining which would be number four and number three, so I just rolled the dice and uh, put number four is Lost Boys. Uh, the what is it, 87 classic Joel Schumacher? Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically the 1980s rolled into one nice little package. Uh, family moves to Santa Clara, California, murder um, capital, murder, mur- uh, missing persons capital. Yeah, right. And uh, so they move there with their granddad. And um, they soon discover that, hey, the place is crawling with vampires. Um, Saxophone players. Saxophone players. Like, there's so many cool moments in this movie, and the casting is so good. Um, Like, Richard Herman as the head vampire. That's his name, right? Edward. Edward Herman, right. Yes. And um, Mr. Gilmore. Mr. Gilmore. Jason Patrick, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Kiefer Sutherland. There's so many good. The Corys. Yeah, like there's lots of iconic stuff in this in this film. And uh, it's one of those movies I can watch whenever because I know it line for line pretty much, but it's still entertaining. Yeah, I, I have to admit that I've this movie has soured on me. Really? Like, yeah, I enjoyed it when it first came out. I thought it was great, but as I've watched it more recently, the the Frog Brothers just got more and more annoying, and they're uh, they, they're there for comedy relief, and especially Corey Feldman, he's just like he's trying to be cool and tough, and it's like I did that whole those two brothers just totally took me out of the movie, and I I just I don't care for it anymore. You are such a hater. I am. I like to. So yeah, so I guess we'll move on from there. And and, and I'm I've I've obviously outraged people again, you know. First with my number five picks, and now me, you know, not liking. I am Lost outraged Boys. right now. Yes. So with number four, I might as well do another dual pick. <laughs> and I'm having let the right one in and let me in, the Swedish original and then the American remake. And again, like the original is phenomenal. You know, this guy moves in with 
to this apartment complex with his mom and he's he gets no he's he lives there already and he continuously gets bullied and then this girl and what you think is her father move into the building too and he slowly realized that she's like a vampire um it's so well made it's it's a love story and it's and it's swedish isn't it yeah the original is swedish and the remake people like how dare you like they always get upset when americans but Matt remake is awesome they and they changed the ending and it's it's equally good like it's they it follows along the same kind of path but yeah it's it's equally good it's one of those remakes that you know like fright night holds up but both are better movies than fright night so all right so my number three is near dark as is mine so we'll just go right into it um just a really cool it's like a western vampire yeah it's like a band of nomadic vampires that like cruise the southwest united states go a small town a small town just feeding on people yeah lance henriksen um, bill paxton Paxton, um, Uh, adrian pastor adrian pastor um so basically they have one there's uh, a young girl vampire she's what is she probably 17 18 yeah. something like that she hasn't fed yet so she hasn't fully turned into a vampire yeah but yeah. she falls in love with uh, a regular folk yeah uh boy i guess man yeah, teenager I, well he's probably supposed to be a teenager but he's probably like 30 in real at the time um so this kind of throws a wrench into um the plans of the vampire nomads. Yeah. There's a amazing scene in a bar where these yeah. vampires just decimate a bar full of people. Yeah. Um, and Severn, who's played by Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. was he cut the dude's throat with his spurs? Yeah. So cool. Yeah. And of course, this is directed by Academy Award winner uh, Catherine Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the soundtrack is good. The atmosphere is good. Like they don't overdo it. No. Um, it's just got a really good, really good uh, like atmosphere and vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Near so, near dark. Yeah. So as I said, that's my number three. So, um, I can go into my number two if you want, or you can do your number two. Sure. Or... Do your number two. Oh, do shit. a number two. Do a number two. Oh, yeah. Should we turn to a video? And podcast? then I'll follow it up with a number one. <laughs> okay. Well, you'll well you'll have to drop a deuce first because you'll okay, have to tell yeah. her. But um, I have one that we, I think we maybe spoke about it last week or even like a, sometime within the last couple of episodes we talked discussed it, and um, that's so what we do in the shadows, um, which is just. A brilliant mockumentary um follows yeah. four four vampires living in a house from different eras and all very unique personalities and they just go about their day you know yeah meeting people and you know kind of kind of training people to be their servants and or with the promise of that they will be turned once in you know in in time and you know and they, they they have to turn like a guy that they didn't plan on turning and he kind of yeah. 
fucks things up a little bit. But yeah, and then you now they have scuffles with werewolves. Which <laughs> they is have led- scuffles amongst each other. Yeah, they're with werewolves. Which uh, was it? Uh, Swearwolves. Reese Wolves is like we're werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah, he's, he's offended yeah. by their language. <laughs> and then they have just some regular guy, like is he just like an IT guy that just hangs out with them, like, and he's just. What's his friend like Peter or something like that or not Peter? Like no, Peter's the, the Peter's the, the, the two thousand year old vampire that lives in the basement. Yeah, what's what's who's just the regular guy that hangs uh, out? With his them? name is Nick. Is the guy that they turn that's an yeah. asshole? Oh, Stu. Yeah, Stu. Stu is just the regular guy who ends up turning into a, a werewolf because he gets caught in yeah, one Stu, of those. Stu is kind of like their familiar, I guess. Yeah. Yes. But it's it's so clever. I mean. Oh, the, uh, right, the writing is so like, spot on. Like, Taika Waititi is obviously the co-writer and co-director and one of the stars, and his character is just so pleasant and naive and just says everything so matter-of-factly, and he's yeah. he's pining for this lost love who he knows where she lives, but she's now, like, you know, 80 years old or something like that. And, yeah, it's it's just... Wow. He's easily the mo- most progressive out of yeah. the three main vampires. Well, although Jermaine Clement is doing dark bidding on the internet, you know, for <laughs> a table, eBay. <laughs> for dark bidding for a table. Um, My favorite is how he goes on about this person from his past called the Beast. Yes, and it's just it's like the most horrible creature ever, but it just turns out to be like an old girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, there's there's a great exchange between him and the other guy, because um, he's uh, Vladislav, and then the yeah. other guy Deacon. He's like Deacon, uh, Deacon says, uh, "I think we drink blood because it sounds cool." And Vladislav is like, "Think of it like this: if you're going to eat a sandwich, you would just enjoy it more if you knew no one had fucked it." So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how he describes them drinking virgin's blood. Virgin blood. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh yeah, there's so many quotable stuff, and it's just, yeah, it's so well made. You've you've um, you've raved about the TV series, but I haven't seen it yet. But oh, it's oh, I, it's I exactly I, the same, but with different characters. Yeah, um, it's all within the same universe, so people from the movie show up in the TV show. Where does this in the series take place? Is yeah, the movie it takes is New place Zealand. on Staten Island, I believe. Okay, yeah. Because the yeah the movie takes place in New Zealand and they're in everyday New Zealand. I think it's Staten Island or Rhode Island, one or the other. Okay, somewhere in but, New York. Yeah, so I'll probably check that out. But yeah, so that's that's my number two. Uh, the TV show has the great Matt Berry. Yes. Um, so my number two is Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, like I know it doesn't stick to the book, you know, hundred percent or whatever, but. The casting, the acting, minus one guy is brilliant. Keanu Reeves is basically, yeah, we've discussed it before. Yeah, sleepwalks. Um, Gary Oldman is, like, you don't know that, you know, when Dracula is an old man at the beginning, you don't know that that's the same human being playing, playing the same character as a young man like it's just insane yeah and he's just as as the young man he just like 
oozes charisma and sexuality and he's just but he's yeah. tortured at the same time he's like yeah. constantly sad and well he longs for his you know lost love and and then he thinks he's found the reincarnation in and winona Ryder's character and, yeah and, and of course anthony yeah. hopkins puts the right amount of like camp like you know there's there's acting and then there's like doing the most acting yeah and he kind of straddles that line in this movie yeah as, Van as like the madman vampire hunter or whatever yeah and then uh then tom waits oh, as, uh, as renfield. renfield yeah beautiful yeah um yeah there's so many and carrie elwes has like mm-hmm. uh he what is he um Oh, he's one of the suitors for yeah. For he's Long for Lucy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then so yeah, it's just top to bottom, it's you know, as mm-hmm. a straight vampire movie, that's probably my favorite. Yeah, like so- goth- the soundtrack is great. Yeah, like of a gothic period type. Yeah, vampire. like yeah, one that sticks to the vampire lore the most, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Francis Ford Coppola, by the yes. way. Yes. Academy Award winner, yes. Um, he, he he only did a couple movies called Godfather 1 and 2. Yeah. You yeah, know. Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse no, he is, Now. Yeah, no, no, nothing good. The conversation. No, he's, he's, he's a hack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for my number one, um, and this is one that I've, that's fairly recent, but I've seen it probably at least five times now, and that's 30 Days of Night. Um, based on a graphic novel and I normally don't care for Josh Hartnett but you hate Josh Hartnett yeah and this movie is so great I I think these are probably the creepiest looking vampires you know they get the full black eyes and the razor sharp pointy teeth and and they had you know somebody come in and create a language for these vampires and uh Danny Houston Houston is Houston is the um is the lead vampire and he is so scary and just does he scare you he's he's i scared <laughs> um i get a scared and then ben foster plays this guy who wanders into town who's kind of the scout for the vampires who he because th- he thinks he's going to be turned into a vampire and he's just so crazy as you know usually ben foster usually plays somebody who's a little off and yeah it's it's such a it's very suspenseful, very gory. It's it's a great vampire movie. I enjoy it. I've I've never watched it front to back in one no. sitting. No. no, it's it's pretty good. Uh so my number one is obviously what we do in the shadows. Mm-hmm. Um it's you know, it's not a horror movie, it's not it's a comedy. It's yeah. but it's a dark comedy. Yeah, and the the violence in it is comically extreme like monty python type blood splatter yeah yeah like that one little bit where um what's his name is trying to cover the furniture with newspaper before he knows there's gonna be a orgy of fucking blood and he's just (laughs) like (laughs) and he nicks the artery and it just starts spraying oh yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah that's uh my number one all right so what do you're, you have? Your What's number that? one. Your number one surprised me. I'm gonna really? admit it right now. Did you think I? Did I you knew have... you liked that movie. 
But yeah. I didn't think you loved that movie. Oh, I do. Um, um, but yeah, no. Did you think I had something else up there that you would uh, that you had in mind? Or honestly, I thought uh, I thought maybe Near Dark would be up at number right. one. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, I've, I've, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed that movie. It, it just it pretty much shot to the top for me, like almost first viewing. Um, so, I guess I'll just quickly state my honorable mentions. Um, mm-hmm. the, the original Fright Night. Yeah. Even though I do like the remake too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Blade, the first one. Yeah, and the second one's great too. That's the second the one's good too, but. The first one's kind of like, I don't know. Um, it's I just like it better. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, the original Dracula, even though it's like... Boring? Well, not, e- not boring, but like there's no music. Yeah. Uh, the, the sound is awful. Yeah. But Bella Lugosi is great. Like, Does he pull the strings? Pull the strings. Pull the strings. Oh, I get, could we consider Ed Wood a vampire movie then? No, probably well, not. Well, I mean, Plan 9 from Outer Space is almost a vampire movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one other one, Shadow of the Vampire. Right. Beautifully acted. Mm-hmm. It's basically like a... A take on the make- a, a mockumentary like of the making of Nosferatu. Of Nosferatu, yeah. where everybody actually believed Max Shrek was an actual vampire. Yes. And um, Willem Dafoe. Was... Willem Dafoe plays uh, what's the director? Marno. Marno. No, Willem Dafoe plays Max Shrek. It's yeah. Nicholas. It's, it's no, it's um, John Malkovich. John Malkovich plays. Is the, it Marno? Marno? Yeah. Like, yeah, F.W. Marno or Moro. Yeah, Marno the director of the movie. Yeah. Um, and it just, like, depicts the kind of relationship these two had while making this movie on set and, like, I don't even know where they were. Somewhere in Europe. Yeah, like Bulgaria or Romania or yeah. something like that. But yeah, just a, just a, it's definitely a strange movie. Yeah, it's a dark comedy. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. But uh, wonderfully acted. Like um, mm-hmm. Willem, Willem Dafoe's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I've got a few here. Um, I got a Korean film called Thirst. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, that's has the uh, Kang Ho Song, who's the lead in Parasite. Gazuntite. He's, yes, Kang Ho Song. Um, that's that's just a great dark. Um, vampire um life force that's of course alien vampires naked naked uh, alien vampires directed by toby hooper i'm listening yes <laughs> um a daybreak oh, toby toby hooper also did uh salem's lot didn't he i believe he did yes yeah um i got daybreakers on my list See, I couldn't, uh, I don't like that one at all. No? No. See, I, I like that one. That had a cool twist on it, on, on a vampire lore. Um, a smaller one, um, Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. That is such a good movie. Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful movie. It's black and white, but it's, 
it is so crisp and so well lit. It's like some of the best cinematography that you're. What was it find. like 2016 or something? It's, it's very uh, recent. Yeah, 2014. Yeah, it's a it's a very subtle vampire movie, but yeah, it's a it's very very good. Um, and then I have a a found footage one, which I don't normally care for found footage one, and, and I believe it's a, might be a Canadian one, but it's called Afflicted about two friends who are traveling through Europe and and then one of them gets bit and then they're slowly think he's got this virus and they're watching him kind of change into a vampire and the special effects are like crazy good like it because they're just trying to sh- pretend that they're shooting on a regular camcorder but it's the special effects are seamless for the guy turning into a vampire and being able to crawl up walls and all that kind of stuff it's it's a, it's a good movie nice of course, we want to mention two Vampire Hunter movies, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. I don't want to mention those. You don't want to mention those? No. What no, about you... what about bad vampire movies? <laughs> well, you would throw the Twilights on there? You just want to throw them under the bus? or? Um... <sighs> I've never seen them, so I, I'm just going from my own as far as... point of view. As far as pussifying vampires, yes, Twilight yes. does a great job. <laughs> Is it because they're sparkly? Uh, they don't. They can't be killed in the sunlight. Um, you never really see them drink blood. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't know. Well, I, I other ones. I mean, these are just honorable mentions. Like I had so many. Like Interview with the Vampire. I think is a great kind of epic. I yeah. Brad Pitt is amazing in the movie. Um, I, I mean, Tom Cruise tries to do kind of like an accent, but it, it's it's more for Brad Pitt. But I think it's a it's a nice gothic vampire movie as well. Yeah, it's okay. I I was actually surprised you didn't have From Dust Till Dawn on your list. Mm. See, the thing about From Dust Till Dawn is that the first half of the movie is great. Yeah. And then once we're introduced to the vampires and stuff, it kind of gets ridiculous. Right. But yeah. we do get Selma Hayek as um, something satanical is her name. Yeah. And right. she's, she's pretty damn good in the movie. Right. There's another one that I like to mention, a comedy from fairly recent, probably 2015 called Freaks of Nature. Oh, yeah. That's a where, good movie. Where it's... Uh, yeah, you know, comedy horror where humans, vampires, and zombies all coexist and live in peace and yep. and in reality, but then they they have to band together when there's an alien apocalypse. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I I enjoyed that one. As long as we all get along. Yes. So yeah, so, so that's, I guess that's, that's a, a lot of vampire five. talk. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then some, and Almost, then some. Yeah, it's pretty much a top ten, easily. Well, that's a pretty broad. It is pretty broad. I mean, yeah, if you want to just go. Yeah, go ahead. The good news is, is that we'll never have to do that top five again. No. No, we won't. Unless unless somebody makes us. Unless there's like a huge amount of vampire movies that come out within the next like two years. And then we have to redo our list. You never know. You never know. You never, never know. With this COVID nineteen and social distancing, you know. Yeah, there could be some sort of 
take on that, how vampires survive in a COVID-19. They already walk around like covering their face, like when they're you know, with their, with their cape and stuff. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah. uh, uh, is that it? I think that's it. Unless you had All something right. else you want to talk about. Like, have you been watching anything or doing anything or mm, anything I've interesting? Uh, I started watching Mighty Boosh again. Mm. Over and over. Um, what else was I watching? I don't think so. No, no. I I watched. I binged all three seasons of Ozark. I enjoyed that. I know you said you didn't really care for it, but uh, I I don't know. The first season, yeah. I was kind of like, eh. No, I, th- I, th- I like it. I, I wouldn't put it on par with Breaking Bad, but it certainly has that vibe. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. And I and then I started watching, as I mentioned to you earlier, I started re watching Kroll Show, which is just great. You know, it's got so many, I was Nick Kroll plays many different characters, and it's got, it's got a stellar supporting cast. And yeah, it's just it's just a lot of fun. And right on. Right on. And monkeys. What? Yeah, I haven't been watching much lately. If yeah. I have, I don't remember. All right. I guess that's allowed. All right. So I guess uh, the vampire episode's over. It is. It's done. And. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you next week. Yes. So. Until next time, this is Scott signing off. And I'm mm, Terry. Terry is delicious. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Yes, toodles. Toodles.